Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith. And I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into this episode of The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the 16th century female serial killer, Elizabeth Bathory. As with many of our episodes, this one includes graphic descriptions of abuse and murder. Listener discretion is always advised. Here's what you need to know. In 1560, a baby countess was born into the Bathory family, one of the most prominent and wealthy in Central Europe. Little did anyone know that young Elizabeth, or Erzabet Bathory in Hungarian, would go on to become a prolific serial killer, operating a grotesque torture chamber for years before anyone would catch her. By the age of 14, Erzabet married Count Ferenc Nadasdi in an arrangement brokered by their families prior to her parents' death which left the young newlyweds with an enormous amount of inherited property. 
Erzabet amassed a loyal and intimate group of servants who oversaw the lower tier of servants, mostly young peasant girls. Her right-hand woman was a servant named Anna, who acted as a ringleader for the staff and a gatekeeper to Erzabet. By 1601, rumors began to swirl that Anna was running a torture chamber for the young girls working on the estate, and that the Count and Countess not only knew about the abuse, but were participating. It would soon come to light that these horrifying rumors were true. The 10 to 14-year-old girls were easy targets for the women due to their small size, and according to every accomplice, it was Anna who taught them precisely how to torture and kill these children. The accomplices also concurred that Erzabet took part in the torture and killing as well. When Erzabet's husband, Ferenc, died in 1604, her crimes immediately escalated. According to witnesses, Erzabet would use whips, cudgels, daggers, fire irons, needles, or cutting shears to torture the girls. She would often bite out chunks of their flesh from their backs, shoulders, and faces, and would completely be drenched in blood after a beating or murder. The more detailed accounts describe the girls being made to roll on the floor in nettles, needles being jammed into their shoulders and arms, chunks of skin pulled from their backs with pliers, fingers cut off with scissors, forced submerging into icy rivers, and the horrendous list goes on. Erzabet's accomplices worked hard to hide the bodies of these young victims, were not afforded proper burials, and instead were secretly buried in places like gardens, drainage ditches, grain and coal bins, and fruit pits. In the winter of 1609, Countess Erzabet made a decision that would ultimately change her fate. She opened an academy of etiquette at her estate called a gymnasium, a finishing school for aristocratic young women. Within weeks, the entire student body had been wiped out. Erzabet tried to cover her tracks with a far-fetched story about one of the girls murdering the rest of them out of jealousy, then killing herself. But she had gone too far this time, and the high-status families of her latest victims were adamant in seeking the truth about what happened to their daughters. King Matthias II got wind of the news and ordered an investigation by Terozo, the Palatine of Hungary. By October 1610, they had collected 52 witness statements describing the crimes committed by Erzabet and her accomplices. One year later, the number of witness statements had risen to over 300. When Terozo and his armed men arrived at Elizabeth's estate on December 29, 1610, they immediately found the bodies of three young girls who had been beaten to death. They had all the evidence they needed to promptly arrest the now 50-year-old murderer, Countess Erzabet Batri. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats. Over 300 witnesses testified in the investigation into Erzabet's crimes, but only a handful claimed to have directly witnessed the Countess herself carry out abuse. Insiders testified that around 50 people were murdered total over a period of decades, though one or two people thought the body count was possibly as high as 200. One servant named Susanna alleged that there were upwards of 650 victims, a claim based on figures that were recorded in a log by the Countess Elizabeth herself, 
No one knows if such a list actually existed. With us today, we have producer Amanda Lund. Hello, Rebecca. Hello, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi, everyone. And our very special guest is comedian, writer, and good friend, Jen Curran. Hello. Hi, Jen. How are we doing? Are we excited to talk about serial killers? I'm so pumped, and I feel honored that you referred to me as a good friend. (laughs) (laughs) It's just for the show, honestly. No, I know, but it's, it's nice to hear it out loud. Why don't we get started by asking a question that I ask uh, our guests when they come on the show. What is something that is recently alarming you? What is keeping you up at night? Ooh, that's interesting. Good question. I've been thinking a lot about how my house doesn't have more than one point of egress. This is a problem. (laughs) Oh, boy. There are windows. You could probably kick them out. I don't know. But there's just the door. There's just the one door. And... I think a lot about, let's say, let's say I open the door and there he is. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking fires, but yeah, no, he's there. He's there. there. And if he just sort of widens his stance a little bit, sort of like puts his arms out and sort of like, you know, puts his feet sort of like hip width apart. Where so are you then, gonna go? <laughs> exactly. So then what do we do? Because I know you've thought this through. Well, you got to get your cat like reflexes going, <laughs> right? It could be the mid- it's obviously the middle of the night because what else is he going to mm. do? He's not coming at two o'clock. No. <laughs> middle of the night. So what you have, you almost have to slow down to like a cellular level mm. where you're going to decide, am I going up left, down right, <laughs> through the legs? But you've got to get out. Mm. Because he's blocking the egress. <laughs> That's right. So, and you're not using any other kind of technique, are you? You're just using full on force. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because now maybe I'll bring a bat or something else mm. to the door. <laughs> uh, I have a bat. I keep a bat in our in our uh, bedroom closet. I know you do, and you know what we do too because you do that. Mm. You inspire. I, I, it's like a. It's like a small Dodgers bat. I, I'm, I, I'm <laughs> like a novelty I'm, children's bat that you get as a souvenir. No, no, it's not one of those little ones. It's sort of a midsize, I guess I should say. It's like Chris. A, is it like a blow a, up? Is it a blow up bat? Oh God! I think it might be. <laughs> I have to check. You gotta go check. It's probably deflated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has to pump it up every night. Just in case. <laughs> Hold on, sir. <laughs> As I eye the front door, menacingly, come on in here. So, Jen, that's terrifying. Now, uh, I just want to share with our listeners. Y- you know, you're someone who loves serial killers. Well, I mean, you don't love them, but you're, you know, you you're obsessed about them. Yes. I, I'm I'm so excited to have you on this episode and, and 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 talk about not not just any serial killer, a 15th century, no, I'm sorry, a 16th century female, a Middle woman. Ages, a woman. Amazing. Okay, let's dive in because there's too much to discuss, and I I kind of want to start by um, going through some of the v- terrible terrible things that Elizabeth. Bottery, as she is known. And all of this is from the text and uh, biography, Infamous Lady, the true story of Countess Elizabeth Bottery by Kimberly Craft. Okay. Anna Ilana Dorat- Doratia Catalin and 
Fitzgo would collectively torture and kill dozens of children, almost exclusively serving girls between the ages of 10 to 14 in their in their administrative and su- supervisory roles over the lady staff of young seamstresses, washerwomen, and kitchen maids. This is where they originally coined the term girl boss. <laughs> These ladies were the original, like... <laughs> no. Accomplice Ilana uh, stated that Elizabeth beat and murdered the girls su- such that it drenched her clothes in blood. She often had to change her shirt after administering a beating. Ugh. If henchmen, it's gonna, it's gonna get worse, guys. It's gonna get worse. If henchman Dorotea beat the girls, Urzabet stood alongside and ordered the girls to be stripped, thrown to the ground, and lashed or beaten so hard that a person could scoop up their blood by the handful. No. Yep. It goes on. Alana stated that the countess bit out pieces of flesh from the girls. But she also attacked them with knives. Dorotea agreed that Elizabeth bit the girls' faces and faces and shoulders when she was indisposed and could not actually get out of bed to beat them. So she had them brought to her. Oh my god! Any misdeed of of duty was an excuse to brutalize or murder the young servant girls. If brushwood was not bundled or the countess's garments were not properly ironed, the offending girl would immediately be taken out for torturing. In some cases, the girls would be tortured 10 times a day. By the time of her husband's death, the normally meticulous countess was getting sloppy. The maids were now appearing in public with bandaged hands, welts, black and blue marks on their faces, and burn scars. Okay, warning. This is very graphic. The details of exactly how these girls were being tortured and killed were horrifying. As we know, there was the the rolling on the floor in, in, in nettles, the pins stuck through their lips, um, flogging on the breasts while held in chains. Their hands, arms, and abdomen scorched with burning irons. Chunks of skin wrenched from their backs with pliers. Mouths forced shut with clamps. No. Fresh, yeah. Uh, Flesh cut out of the buttocks and from between the shoulders, then cooked and served to them. What? Fingers cut off with scissors and shears. Red hot pokers shoved up vaginas. No! Yes. And girls made to stand naked in the winter cold, doused with water or submerged up to the neck in icy rivers. Another thing I I, I had read about was that she would sew their mouths shut. I mean, this is like Game of Thrones shit. Yes, it is. She is vicious. So should um, we start out by putting Elizabeth Bathory on the board? (laughs) I think that's a good call. And you know what? (laughs) You know what? I'm looking through my notes here, and that was not one, one of the things that I had on the, my list. Oh. <laughs> well, glad so. I said something. And how about those How about those two accomplices, too? We should just throw them on. Yeah, a- yeah I do have those on my list. Okay. Um, okay, okay. So let's throw them up. Now, I just want to note that what, what happened to them. So, so the four servants, it was four servants, three male, uh, sorry, three female, one male. 
who uh, were later arrested and questioned and sub- subjected to torture. Um, court proceedings began early in January uh, 1611. These servants denied their culpability in the murders, but admitted to burying multiple victims, though the number in their accounts varied between 36 to 51. In addition to shifting blame to their mistress and each other, they also implicated a deceased servant uh, who, who had served as a maid and governess. I believe this was Anna. Two of the women and the male servant were sentenced to death, which uh, was carried out, and the fourth was spared for some reason. We should we should note that there's been a lot of uh, what do you call it um, flourishing? Yeah, like it feels like there's been some creative liberties taken with the story, maybe. Or thank it, you, Amanda. It just seems yes. like at the time they were like, she's this crazy monster. You know how like. Anne Boleyn was accused of incest, like to make it more salacious. Right. Yes. There has been a lot of this because when when it came out that she was murder murdering these girls, she was a, a, a very powerful, noble, you know, of high nobility. And so they kind of like erased her from history. There's only one portrait of her uh, ever, ever done, which is strange because she was uh, she was so high ranking that they would have had so many portraits painted of them. Uh, but it looks like she was erased there. Uh, so so the reason why we know now more about her is because there were letters between her and her husband. So some of how uh, exactly the details of how, you know, much she hurt them or how specific it was. We don't know how true that is. Yeah, like the bathing in blood, probably not true. She pro- because just because it, someone will 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 discuss it later. But so someone wrote in was like, you would need thirty bodies to bathe in blood. You know, right. <laughs> someone wrote um, that in, huh? <laughs> somebody wrote that in. Yeah, you would be shocked at how many uh, listeners already know about Urzabet, their friend Urzi. Um, they everyone was very excited about this episode. So let's get uh, sickos. I know. Really. Um, let's put up genetic insanity. Sure. Some commentators. This all of the stuff is from that book I wrench, mentioned earlier. Some commentators have speculated that Elizabeth suffered from insanity and exhibited sexual sadism later in life as a result of her formative years spent at the Bottery family estate. Mm. They claimed her they claimed her brother Istvan was a sadistic, lecherous sex fiend and drunkard who could be found running naked in marketplaces after a binge. Her <laughs> uncle Gabor Gabor dressed in armor and fought off invisible attackers while shouting in unknown languages and foaming at the mouth. Her her Aunt Clara uh, practiced witchcraft and killed her husband and taught Urzabet how to torture servants and make love to women. This is all, you know, speculation. Right. The the absolute validity of such stories is questionable. We know for a fact that the, this family rose to power and prestige both at court and on the battlefield, not merely by means of patronage or luck, but because of superior intelligence. Mental illness may have run in the family, particularly from inbreeding, 
But some of the alleged insanities, temper tantrums, sword play in the house, were also typical of aristocratic eccentricities. It is known that Elizabeth suffered seizures and fits of rage as a child. However, and it is said that her father did as well. Wow. So it sounds like it might have been like a screwed up family, a lot of power, Um Perhaps she was abused as a child. Perhaps she suffered severe trauma. I'm not her therapist. <laughs> um, but don't you wish you kind of don't you wish she was still around? I mean, I mean, I don't want to be her therapist, but I I wish she had gone to therapy. Is that what I'm trying to say here? <laughs> you wish she'd seen somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I um, wish you how- could have given her a Rorschach test at some point. <laughs> I mean, give her, a, give her some wa- watercolors or something. <laughs> <laughs> give her some time alone in a room and see what we can produce. <laughs> how, how wild this whole family completely out of their minds, though. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I did read that they were really, she was really intelligent. She had been um, schooled. It was like a time period where people thought, you know, educated women as much as they educated that you know their their daughters as much as they educated their sons maybe not as much but as well you right, know right and she was said to be a a very uh she had a f- voracious you know appetite for learning wow incredible it's just incredible to think of them having this kind of like you know, laissez-faire, we run around naked, drunk attitude that just leads to like, I'm going to bite this girl in the face. <laughs> like they've just, the boundaries are just not quite <laughs> intact. No. <laughs> Again, a therapist would have really helped with that. Mm. Um, now let's talk about societal pressure on women to look young, because this is another aspect of this case. It is said that the countess obsessed about her age and appearance that she could sit or stand in front of a mirror for hours and if in rage could go on a rampage smashing mirrors all throughout the house. Much has been said about Erzabet maintaining her beauty through sorcery, specifically that she drained her victim's blood so that so to bathe in it and thereby restore uh, restore youthfulness and vitality to her appearance. Supposedly, Elizabeth discovered that this remarkable property of blood as a skin cream after striking a servant so hard that the girl's blood spattered on her face. Oh now, my god. Again, counter argument to to the bathing in blood, uh, you know, not one of the 300 witnesses mentioned that she bathed in the victim's blood. Really? So this was probably a narrative that was created in the 1700s when vampire mania was sweeping Europe. Oh, should we put vampire mania? (laughs) Yes. I mean, I think that's more of the narrative that was produced afterwards, but like, why not? Maybe she was a vampire. We don't know. Have you ladies heard of um, Kim Kardashian's secret to eternal youth, which is called the vampire facial? No. Tell us more, Amanda. <laughs> You've heard of this. <laughs> Basically, she has her blood withdrawn, and this is actually offered at a lot of spas now. And then they like shake up the blood, you know, to kind of it so it turns it's like clear instead of red. And then you inject it back into your own face, and it's supposed to give you a really youthful oh. look. It's like a lot of people, a lot of celebrities do this. So it's I had, not- 
I had heard of a blood facial, but I didn't know they took out the blood, shook it up, and then injected it back in. Oh yeah. <gasps> I mean, how how far are we from away from being like, hey, can you use somebody else's blood? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> well, the the big thing was that she she wanted virginal blood, so that's why she used uh, the young girls, the young servant girls. Yes, this is what I them. remember from reading about it years ago, Rebecca. That, that that was like the focus in that book was that she wanted to be young, and that you could hear the screams of these girls throughout the castle as she would try and drain their blood, basically. But it's so oh. interesting that. That some of that narrative probably got put on after the fact, you know, through a uh, through pure misogyny. Yeah, I'm sure a man came up with that one. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, uh, what I was going to say was, uh, why were they so obsessed with virginal uh, virgins in the Middle Ages? That's Chris. <laughs> I could tell just then that Chris didn't know, but he was going to say something. Yeah. <laughs> that's, well, I mean, that's generally when I open my mouth, that's the case. But um, in this case, yes, particularly for sure. Why were people so obsessed? Okay. He's typing that into his DuckDuckGo right now. Duck, okay, duck, tell me. Go. I have a theory about why they're obsessed. I think it's because there's so little that then that they knew, right, about the body or human beings, right? They thought, I don't know what the, what they thought, different weird things. Um, Uh but your virginity was something that they could keep, uh, that they understood, right? You've either had sex or you haven't. And so maybe there's something mystical around these virgins. It goes kind of along the line of all the different ways that they thought the body was magical or thought there was sorcery involved. It's just one of those like, extra things that women have, you know, that some sort of special mystical, um, you know, spiritual way that the body exists. And I think it just like is part of sort of that belief that they had around all that. What do they call them? The humors, right? Oh yeah. Different humors. Mm -hmm. Was there like understanding of medicine? Well, there's also, there's also like, if you think about it, it's all about the bloodline, which is like, okay, if you're a guy, you want, like, I want a future son who's of my bloodline. And since there's no sort of paternity test at that time, the only way to guarantee that this child is yours is if nobody else has touched her. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's put stress up on the board. Definitely. We do. This, we do know that the stress of the previous war, the deaths of her husband and brother, and being alone and vulnerable were catching up with the Countess. Although until the very end, she continued to play the Grand Dame, it does seem as though she suffered from a mental breakdown. Outside of the public eye, she no longer cared what happened to her, lashing out with a murderous rage when worried about money or imposed upon by outsiders and obligations. Again, a therapist would help. How about some Play-Doh? Like something that's like a stress ball. Like, you know, some <laughs> some kind of hobby. I I heard in, in one of the many podcasts I, I, I was listening to and prepping for this that she, uh, it's almost like when she w- had been called upon to go to, you know, gather, like uh, social gatherings, this would ramp up her 
murders. Oh, mm. oh, oh! Like, she was an introvert. Like she was like she didn't like. <laughs> She had a lot of social anxiety. I think it might have been something, something like that. Like when she had to go to her brother's funeral on the way there, she killed like seven <gasps> maids or something Jeez. on her way. On the way. On the Stop. way. On the oh my God. This is crazy. It, you know, it honestly, there's some aspect of this that has to do with power dynamics too, because oh, yeah. it sounds like maybe the way it started was just like, oh, these little maids are misbehaving. I'm going to punish them. And it kind of just escalated out of control because no one was checking her. Um, and in fact, it, it sounds like they're kind of passing the buck on to this Anna character saying she was the real brains behind right. the operation. But maybe there's something where we put like unchecked power or enablers or something like that on the board. I love that, Amanda. I had written nobility be- believing they're above the law. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Um, Benedict DeSeo. I said that wrong. I apologize. Was close enough to the countess to try to persuade her away from her actions. He said that he had begged her to stop the killings for fear that she would be arrested. Her reply (laughs) essentially was that she was above the law. Yeah. And there's also just sort of like a blatant disregard for the lower classes of that time. Mm. I mean, you know, if you're nobility, like you wouldn't dare, uh, you know, give these servants any kind of um status or or any kind they of, were in it technically property they were yeah because of the feudal oh. system yeah. right amanda i think it's such a good point that the buck was passed to this little servant girl as though some little teen you know who brings in the milk is like coordinating these mass murders for what reason exactly <laughs> would she be doing this you know now yeah. in in all fairness, this this is the the accomplice we're talking about is Anna Dar Darvoli, Anna Darvoli, mm-hmm. and she is the one uh, that passed, you know, passed away. She was dead, and by the time they caught Elizabeth, they all blamed Anna, right? Because she had been dead, but um, she was described by locals as a quote wild beast in female form. Mm. She allegedly taught Elizabeth and the other servants elaborate and deadly methods of torture. She served as the gatekeeper for the countess as well as a personal advisor. She was reputedly the one who advised the countess to take on only peasant girls. So, yes, they were like, you know, conveniently like, let's just blame Anna for this. But it does sound like she... (laughs) was very much into it. She sounds more like a general manager of a baseball team or a coach. It's like, okay, guys, let's get organized. Like, let's keep it clean. Have a good game. And where, whereas Urzabet was just the power hitter. She would just go in there, raw power, just wanted to... I that's so our, our, words. our male audience can understand the situation <laughs> in case they're confused. <laughs> Is he the A? She's the A-Rod? And, uh, yeah, Elizabeth's the A-Rod. And uh, I guess Joe Torrey. Uh, Anna's Joe Torrey. Anna's Joe Torrey. Okay. <laughs> um, now, we, we got to talk about her husband because he participated yes. in the torture. Count Ferenc... Nadazdi 
Although Ferenc Nadazdi was probably furious with his wife for creating a public scandal, he himself was not innocent in accusations. Rumors had already circulated among the locals that he too enjoyed torturing servants and teaching his wife ways in which to discipline them. Bingo. It was said that he Yeah. It was said that he danced with the dead bodies of his enemies. This is while he was at war. One particular gift Ferenc allegedly brought home to his wife was a device that resembled a hand of sharp claws that could be fitted over the fingers to cut, slash, and stab a victim. It seems, however, that Ferenc stopped just short of murdering his own staff. So he gave her Freddy Krueger hands as a gift. <laughs> as a gift. Jesus Christ. Like he, he knows his he people? knows his wife. She's gonna love this. <laughs> <laughs> he found it on the battlefield. He was like, ooh. He danced with his the bodies of his enemies, and I did read somewhere that he played soccer with the head of an <gasps> enemy or something. Like they played games. So this is during a time where this kind of gruesome, horrific activity was sort of way, way, way more socially accepted than it is today, obviously. <laughs> Not socially accepted, but just like, oh, yeah, I mean, like, death and torture was everywhere. Right, It had right. to have been, right? I mean, you hear stories about the Middle Ages. It was a rough go. Yeah. yeah I definitely don't want to have been born at that time. It was a time of entrails. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of horse like you get tied to two horses who run in opposite directions like that kind of shit happened yeah like you remember vlad the impaler oh, right, this was yeah. just like a hundred years before yeah this kind of he he kind of like set it up as something you just do <laughs> so maybe we put blame vlad vladdy as a uh, uh, let's put vlad up inspiration there. I, I, like I wonder that did he get away? He was also part of the vampire craze. He suffered a little bit from that kind of narrative. Um, not suffered, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder, I, I don't even know if we got Vlad in the uh, alarmist jail for his uh, murderous uh, ways. We'll have to go back and we'll we'll have have to check. I'll check on that. And I have just a feeling a, we did. I think so. Just a quick time check. We got to transition pretty soon. So there are a few more things up on the board and then we'll start knocking them off. Let's put the trafficking network up on the board because as rumors continued to spread about the disappearance of girls, parents began hiding their daughters when the countess passed through town. Erzabet's helpers had to go out farther now and work harder to secure a steady supply of new female staff members. In some cases, traveling as far as Vienna, and they also began to engage a network of locals to help them. Later, trial testimony would incriminate both nobles and commoners alike who participated in the procurement of girls. Yeah. Wow. Got to blame the trafficking in there. And that. Yeah. And, you know, later on in life, when I believe it was after Anna died, she started like a uh, the, the etiquette school. That's, yes, when, that's when right. she started the etiquette school to uh, get more girls into you know, into the castle or whatever. And this was the, this is where she kind of messed up because the, these girls were of not, not like high nobility, but like of noble birth. Right. Mm. And so when they, when they started to die, their parents were like, what the F right. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and they went straight to the king. Right. You know, and so you get enough complaint. The king gets enough complaints. Right. From these other nobles, and and the the reason why she started going to uh, to the noble class was because everyone underneath uh, the class underneath, she had gone through them. She had <laughs> run out of Jesus Christ. She had run out of girls. Oh my god! It's incredible too. She couldn't keep traveling to get them, so she said, "I'm going to sit right here and let them apply, fill out applications, and have interviews." And come to me. But then she and, couldn't. And they were excited. Yes. They were excited to go. They're like, history is my first class. And then. Yeah. Well, it also. God. It also... And she, th- they all died. I believe she killed them yes. all. Yes. That's the most incredible thing to me about this is she couldn't. Fi- she couldn't keep half of them. What? She had to, she had to plow through every child. That she brought to the academy, she couldn't keep oh. thirty for like picture day or something. <laughs> this is the well, craziest thing I've ever heard, honestly. And I I cannot believe there is there a movie about this. It's so scary. I I think there are some bad uh, like B movies or something. Not non great movies. Amanda, this could be your this could be your moment. Jen, this could be your moment. This could be <laughs> yeah. Every Ooh, we, we can all play Jen. Rebecca and I can play Elizabeth, Anna, and Catelyn. Oh, I can't wait. I'll, I, I'll be the sex crazed uncle running through the markets <laughs> naked. <laughs> I I'll be Anna. I'll be the uh, the the right hand woman. Who, uh, who, who, uh, who took all the blame? She was sort of yeah. the queen bee. I'm such a martyr. Um, <laughs> <laughs> wait, so I want to put two more things up on the board Hungarian feudal system, mm. because, you know, victimization of the local people was quite common during that time. The peasants who lived and worked on land were owned by nobility and were considered property under the Act of 1517. So this was law. Legally, the state prosecutor would not even bring an action against a noble on behalf of a low-born person. Wow. So this is why she was able to get away with it. And I want to also put up something, our, our listener suggestion, which is coming from at Josette Ciara. And... They say, I struggle with this because as a a history student at university, from my primary source research into this, it it is uh, it it because really difficult to prove. Okay, there there she she misspelled something there, but it's difficult to prove. If anything, this was a political conspiracy put on Elizabeth because she did control slash live in a key political point, and as a woman having power, resources, and intelligence was terrifying to men. Also, take into account how most testimonials are given in the uh, 17th century by using torture. If I go off a wider range than primary sources, I'd throw up unreasonable pressure put on women, in this case, those in higher status. Women who could live independently or had power of any type were vilified and pressured by men in power. This could have caused her to crack. Also, it was damn near impossible to bathe in human blood in the 17th century because that would have taken 30 plus bodies. <laughs> and that theory was developed later in the 19th century by writers. Okay. 
So this is the listener who had the intel on the 30 plus. Okay, so what about we'll consolidate that down to vilification of women in power? Yes, there are theories that she was because her family had lent money to the king. It was a convenient way to get rid of this debt by blaming her for these atrocious acts. Now, I I do understand that, but there were also bodies. That's the thing. (laughs) I mean, we could come up with lots of stuff to blame her about. She hit somebody's boat with her boat. It doesn't have to be murdering little girls. That's a stretch, right? Well, the it's just that there were a lot of bodies. There were the bodies. You know? <laughs> there well, were the bodies. <laughs> and then the, the, there were the testimonies, right? That was a big part of it, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but, I mean, I think what Josette touches on here is that it happened so long ago, and there was a lot of, there's not a lot of hard evidence like we would have today. Right. So it's always hard to talk about these issues with any any amount of real certainty. That's true. And I will say that it sounds, to me, it does sound just like far-fetched. Like one sadistic female serial killer, yes. Like a whole sort of circuit of these women abusing these little girls, maybe. Yeah. But then I start to go like, well, I, that sounds a little bit far-fetched. Just from what I know about women. <laughs> Right. And the testimonials given um, under torture, under duress. So yes. that that's, you know, you start it's to tough. Sort of I know. But the, then there was also the there was this one man, I believe his name is Ter- Terzo. It's spelled like Thurzo, but Terozo, Terozo. Um, he was the one that was entrusted. So her husband, when he died, entrusted this man to take care of his wife and children, as was you know, a custom in, in those times. And he was high up in, in, in court. And when the, when the King was like, okay, finally, we got to investigate the situation. He was sent to her house. And apparently, um, he was, he just showed up unannounced and there were three bodies in the house when he showed up. Mm. So he kind of caught her in the act Mm. is what they say. So she, she was, if we believe that this is this is what happened when Ter- Terozo showed up, then she was caught red-handed, <laughs> bl- bl- red-bloodied-handed. Okay, so why don't we take a break, and then we'll start crossing things off the list. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information, 
information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Okay, who's to blame for Urzabet Bothery? And this is, uh, this is also her The horror. murders. The yeah. murders. <laughs> Not just her. All the murders. Is it Urzabet? Anna? the maid governess who ran the staff, Catalin, an accomplice, genetic insanity, societal pressure on women to stay young, Mm. vampire Mm. mania, (laughs) stress, nobility believing they're above the law, Count Fernek Natasi, husband, Vlad the Impaler, (laughs) trafficking network, Hungarian feudal system, or the vilification of women in power. What a list. What a list. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll just say we did send Vlad to jail. So if we want to knock him off first, I think that would be good. Okay. But like, way to not be a really good influence, Vlad. Yeah, Vlad. Seriously. You're not setting a great example. Um, vampire mania could probably come off because, again, I think that came in later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As much as I want to blame the husband... For a lot of reasons. (laughs) I mean, I know this was the custom at the time, but he he himself married a child. And now he's surprised she wants to kill other kids. (laughs) But I don't think it's his fault. (laughs) Now, just just for the record, because because you marry it, because you marry young doesn't mean you also turn into a a murderer. Okay. I mean, okay. (laughs) Okay. I didn't marry young, so that I, I don't. I wouldn't. Know. <laughs> you. <laughs> um. Okay. Uh. Now, now this is where it starts getting tough because can we really blame stress? I don't want to. You don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 
It's hard I to just, blame stress when you're talking about like a Freddy Krueger glove. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, I get it if she snapped, maybe yelled at a few servants, but mm-hmm. murdering like a her- tantrum. You can yeah. blame ta- uh, stress for tantrums. The broken yes. mirrors, for example. It's like okay, That's you stress. were under a lot of stress. Yeah, we're all under stress all the time. That's right. And no murderous rampage yet. Now. We still have, okay, the accomplices. I, I, I To me, I think you got to roll up the accomplices. Into Erzabet? Into Erzabet, because what you have here is a uh, hierarchical power structure. She's at the top, right? Right. So she's the one who, if you, if she was the one, she could have stopped it. Right. She could have tamped it down a That's bit. True. I That's mean, turn true. Turn the volume down just a little. Yeah. You know? She mean, could have been like, you know what, Anna? I know you're a murderer and you love to torture girls, but not in my castle. Not in my castle. Let's take the week off. I don't care what you do in your spare time, but <laughs> when you come to work, you focus. You focus. <laughs> take, take it to the gardens, Anna. Yeah. <laughs> go plant some. Yeah. I can't get flowers. the image of though, this guy dancing with dead bodies on the battlefield out of my head. That was her. Uh, that's who she married. You know, it was a it was a match made in hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, genetic insanity. There's just not enough proof. No, I'm sorry. And, we, you know, similar to the stress situation, everybody was genetically insane at that time. That's true. You can't blame inbreeding. There was so much, so much inbreeding that was happening in the Middle Ages, and not a lot of great leaders came out of it. But can't. <laughs> so, so maybe there's something there, but we just can't prove it. We can't prove it. Mm-hmm. We can't prove it. So we still have Erzabet. We've got societal pressure on women to stay young. Nobility, believing that they're above the law, the trafficking network, Hungarian feudal system, and the vilification of women in power. I feel like we can take the societal pressure on women to stay young. Like, is that really why she did it? Because she wanted to be youthful? I mean, maybe it inspired something in her. But you got to really love to kill if you're doing this. Exactly. It's not like she's killing these women and actually looking younger. It's not working. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't have uh, po- portraits. They got rid of the portraits, as right. I said. Yeah, no so way it could have really been working. That. It yeah, could have been, been It could have been. You're exactly right. It could have been working. <laughs> Only one way to find out. We need yeah. 30 bodies for a bloodbath. So. <laughs> we need a before and after. We need a before and after. <laughs> Jeez. But so again, no proof. So we're going to have to take it off the list. <laughs> and you know what? Beauty is subjective. So, you know. That's exactly right. Who knows? Maybe then when you had blood covering your face, that was considered youthful looking. It could have been. It could have been. Now, I the, the nobility above the law, that to me is a big deal. The vilification of women in power. I, I I feel like she got away with a lot. Maybe maybe some of the crazier stories, the 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 wilder, elaborate stories that came out of this later on in life right. in the 19th century, maybe that we can blame on the vilification of power. And women in power were vilified, so this is not incorrect. Right. This is definitely sniffing around 
a, a real reality. But I stand mm-hmm. by, you're not going to go, you're not going to invent, you know, this woman is just like hanging out and running a school out of the benefit of the kindness of her heart. You're not going to jump from that to like all the, all the kids are dead. <laughs> right. You're right, Jen, because like, look at like Marie Antoinette. It's like really their go-tos are like infidelity, incest, mm-hmm. like maybe being a witch, but you don't get a lot of like, she's drinking blood of children <laughs> or bodies, all the dead bodies coming out of the castle. Right. Which she was, she would just tell the people like, Oh, another cholera victim. <laughs> <laughs> she oh. literally that was her excuse it, it was, was like probably a lot easier to cover up a murder back then because people were kind of dropping dead a lot yeah but also like everyone in the castle was getting cholera except her except her so everyone <laughs> it raised a few eyebrows <laughs> <laughs> well the entire school of girls is really what to me is it's tough to hide <laughs> Yeah, there's so what many ways you, you can vilify this lady. It doesn't, you're, uh, this is a real reach if none of it happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how about Trafficking Network, I think, can come off because that's almost after the fact. It, all, it doesn't yeah. really. Yeah, and that kind of folds into the Hungarian feudal system, which was in place, you know, yeah. and the nobility believing they're above the law. What are you feeling, Jen? Well, you know, I look at her name up there, Elizabeth, Erzabet. Mm-hmm. It's tough. I don't know. What do you think? I think I, I I don't usually do this, but I think we should send Erzbet, the person who did it, to the alarmist jail. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This is this is uncommon for me. But controversial. Yes. Send the criminal to crime town. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I make a suggestion for the slap? Okay. I want to combine these two, nobility believing they're above the law and the Hungarian feudal system, into dehumanization of lower classes. Ooh. That's nice. I think that I think that it's sort of it sort of touches on both of them because there's law, right? Yes. It's actually it in was the law a, it was that the they're law. property. Yeah. And it was a result of this system of governance, right? Where it's there's serfs and there's people who are. And when you take somebody's humanity away from them by calling them property, um, that to me is the point of no return. Mm, and mm-hmm. that to me can lead to this type of horrific treatment. Absolutely. Humans. Whoa. So do we send the dehumanization of lower classes to the alarmist jail? Because I do like that point. No. Because you know what? There were other nobles who were not killing. Do you ever send two to jail? We do. We don't like to do it. We don't. Right. uh, It gets crowded. Right. (laughs) Space (laughs) issue. (laughs) We don't have the square footage, Jen. I I hear you. Um, Look, I I, I like what we have. And I'm going to call it. Dehumanization of lower classes. You're getting the big slap. Erzabet Bottery. You're going to the alarmist jail. Wow. That jail just got a bad one. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. That just got a bad one. <laughs> I do not want to be put in a cell with her. No, no you don't. She's gonna, she'll come at you. No, she bite will. Cheeks. Yeah, yeah. She'll bite my cheek. And you know what, Jen? 
She's going to be at the door. She's the one at the door, yes. Jen. Oh, it's not it a man. It is not a man. There she you is. Were- <laughs> with, her ha- with her Kruger hand. <laughs> waving. She's just gently t- waving her fingers at yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Oh, God. That's terrifying. <laughs> I just like, just imagine like feeling those little Kruger fingers as you're sleeping, like on your body, just like pitter pattering. And you know, those like skin. dresses they used to wear used to go outward, like they would really, pl- 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 they would go out. So she's covering up the whole door frame. You know what I mean? With that, like, sort of, <laughs> with that sort of waistline. Oh, that they no. have, you know? How are you going to get out? Maybe a big hat. I might not be able to. Yes, exactly. Yes. What's the plan? And now, Jen, what are you doing now? I'm kicking out a window. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jen, thank you so much for joining us and helping us get to the bottom of who's to blame for the serial killer, Elizabeth Bottery. I didn't think we were going to land on her. I really didn't. Well, you know, this is why this show is so interesting. Mm. You just never know. You never know. And now we got her locked up. After the murders, Erzabeth Bautry and her four main accomplices were all tried and found guilty for their heinous crimes. Elizabeth was sentenced to life in solitary confinement, which was carried out in a walled-up room inside her own castle. Four years later, Erzabeth was found dead in her room, though her legacy as the most murderous woman in history lives on. you think is to blame by going to the alarmistpodcast.com follow us at the alarmist the on twitter at the alarmist podcast on instagram or email us at the alarmist podcast at gmail.com tune in next week we'll be discussing woodstock 99 Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. WarbyParker.com slash covered. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over. Go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off your first order site-wide.